This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Interviews. I have with me Mihir Sharma, a trained economist and and political scientist. I took your intro out from the Jaipur as well brochure. Now he says he found the closest thing to paid unemployment in a capitalist society, that is journalism. His articles appear in various newspapers and websites, including News Laundry. So, Mihir, I would anticipate a rather unique view from you on uh, this whole controversy and this new development of an age-old disease now being labelled as post-truth. What is your take on it right now? I think that when we talk about post-truth today, what we are worrying about is a situation in which you can create a narrative around an event and you can disconnect that narrative from what appear to be the facts on the ground. And people would rather believe the narrative than what appear to be authoritative uh, um, uh, descriptions of what the facts on the ground are. And the reason that they would prefer to believe the narrative that has been created is that it, it connects to them emotionally in a way that the facts on the ground may in fact not. Or that they do not believe that the facts on the ground are being conveyed to them by trustworthy people. So for one of those two reasons, it is the case that the narrative itself matters more than anything else. So what people are doing is that they look at articles and, and news organizations and websites that support their views rather than exposing themselves to any new views or different perspectives. That's one aspect of, of the same element. And now we're looking at what you're talking about is that politicians float stories, they give out stories through different leaks or through uh, press conferences or statements and actually lie all the time. And there are people, citizens, who very, very willingly want to believe them, even though facts on the ground may be completely the opposite. Do you think, taking the question further, do you think at some point it will crack that when somebody is saying that you are prosperous, you have jobs, there's been no firing, uh, automobiles, are, the sales are still up, motorcycles are being sold, do you think at some point it will crack and people will say, this is not true? I think that what is entirely possible is that people will believe it is true in general, but that for some reason it is not happening to them. And they will then blame, be encouraged to blame individuals or forces or groups or communities, saying that in general this policy is working, but you are being held back for this reason. In your area, the state government is in a problem. In your area, the minority or majority community is a problem. In your area, the Supreme Court is a problem. For you, these are the issues. And, you know, the politician has done his job. He has come up with a decision. It has, by and large, worked. But, you know, the bankers are corrupt. You know, there are, and, 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 and other forces will be created as scapegoats, will be uh, identified as scapegoats in order to preserve the narrative. And people who already believe the narrative can continue to believe the narrative saying, yes, this is the reason why the narrative is still true, although the, I can see that the facts on the ground do not apply directly to me. Mihir, this is the most frightening thing I've ever heard, probably, in this week. It's uh, Animal Farm, Hunger Games, God knows what else. We're doomed. Well, uh, let's hope we're not doomed, but it is definitely the case that we do not 
see the light at the end of this tunnel. It, things are going to get a little worse in terms of believing things, in terms of the presence of authority, in terms of belief in facts, before they get better. At some point, we have to hope that the way that technology has, in many ways, created this problem, it will also help us solve it. People will eventually try and use technology in ways that are not just destructive to the narrative of truth, but also build it up. Um, you know, you could say that, uh, uh, for example, after Notebundi, enough people began to believe that there were GPS chips in 2,000 rupee notes. Many people still believe that. It is possible that technology will bust that myth as much as it built it up. Let's hope, and, and, and if anybody you know, among the listeners begins to see signs of that happening, I'd love for them to write into me or to you, Madhu, and tell us what, the, what they think the answer is. Well, that's, that's an amazing, wonderful invitation. You, as a, as a writer, journalist, author, what do you see as our job in this whole game, other than just continuously exposing the truth? What happens when people do not read you because they don't agree with you? I think you have to engage even with people that you know are wrong. All right. If even if, if if you see, for example, on Twitter, people putting out spurious facts, spurious fact checks, people trolling you with a, uh, uh, with you know you are saying this because of whatever reason. You obviously necessarily can't engage with everything that's out there, but you can't retreat into a fortress and say, we don't like these ideas, these ideas are inherently wrong, these ideas are inherently true, <clears throat> untrue, these statements are inher inherently untrue, we can't deal with them. You have to go out and do battle, and I think that you can't assume that, uh, you, you can't have a defeatist attitude, the liberal space will be defended, the liberals will talk just to each other because the liberals believe in truth. That's not true. You have to say that, you know, truth is out there, I'm, and it will emerge from this discussion. If you believe I'm telling an untruth, come and get me, I'll come and get you. And it's only through that process you have to re-engage, you, you have to recommit to that process of fighting in order to get to the truth. And also the problem is the war is also with the politicians who are going to continue to float fake stories. I mean, and, and, and they don't even have to say it themselves. They just have to gesture to it. And armies of companies that create WhatsApp forwards can do it for them. And I'm not saying this is true of the ruling party in particular. Everyone will eventually begin to imitate it, right? If it's a successful model. It's not, it's not uh, you know, the innovator will be followed by others. And, um, and yes, the politician is going to use it as long as he can use it. But this is a familiar position for, you know, journalists or, or academics or whatever. You do battle with politicians. Politicians and the state will want to create a narrative, and it's the job of, of journalists and academics and, you know, uh, the average citizen even to question that. So that itself has not changed. Now, there is a debate at the end of uh, the Jaipur Literature Festival tomorrow. I can't fathom what the debate is. Like, how can you debate for post-truth? I think that many people will stand up and say, truth was always constructed. And this is, a, you know, there, there is a sense in which this has also been an academic understanding of, of the nature of truth that has changed uh, in the sort of postmodern era. And people will say truth was always, uh, what you have called truth, was always imposed on the people by authority, by elites, by the existing power structure, and it is necessary to break that down. So there are people who can coherently stand up and say, what you are saying is post-truth, 
is, is, is actually positive because the whole nature and notion of truth is a lie. I may not believe that, but I think there are a lot of people who reasonably do believe, th believe uh, that. That's a very deeply philosophical uh, debate, uh, bordering on existentialism, Nietzsche's everything pull, pulled all together. It's but it, it, it comes about, in, in, in some sense, it emerges from a very understandable politics, which is that um, the truth that you are given or the tr what you have come to believe as truth has been fed to you by people who want you to believe it for a reason. So your history textbo textbooks have been written by followers of Nehru for a reason, to, to, you know, to feed you this truth, and therefore um, everything in them is false. That uh, you know, what you have been told about economics or, uh, or, or the world around you or the role of Muslims, so any of these things is, is, is a lie. And the media is a product, and the media and academia are a product of this left liberal elite that is selling you untruths and or, or that has created a truth through power and what is post-truth is to go out and say no your truth is not the only truth there are lots of truths and my truth is as true as your truth and that may or may not be true <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much me all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.